Hello, and thank you for joining us on the Stay Healthy Knoxville podcast, brought to you by Simply Physio, aimed at helping you live an enjoyable, fit, and healthy life in and around our community of Knoxville, Tennessee. And now, here is your host, Dr. John Mark Chesney. Welcome to the Stay Healthy Knoxville podcast. I am not John Mark. I am Chris Hill. I'm actually John Mark's producer on the Stay Healthy Knoxville podcast. And today I have the pleasure of introducing John Mark, who specializes in back pain, neck pain, and headaches. He's a doctor of physical therapy, orthopedic certified specialist, and certified dry kneading specialist. He's also the owner and founder of Simply Physio. He grew up here in Knoxville, Tennessee. He's a graduate of Clemson University, and he received his physical therapy degree from the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. He completed a residency focused on orthopedics and manual therapy and has treated thousands of people suffering from neck pain, back pain, and headaches over the years. He has completed extensive training on the most effective research-supported hands-on treatments and healing movements that can give relief fast to the people who suffer from low back pain, neck pain, and headaches. John Mark. Welcome to the show. Well, uh, thank you, Chris, for having me on my show. It's an honor to have you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, wanted to uh, get into neck pain. Yes, and um, and uncover the mystery that so many people deal with uh, with neck pain. That can include also headaches. Even pain coming down into the shoulders oftentimes can be from the neck. But I understand, Chris, that you've had a uh, has some neck stuff, neck injury, neck pain. Yeah, yeah. So my neck pain um, really stems from embarrassingly probably playing too many video games um, growing up and as an adult, where I lean forward, you know, and I stick my neck out. And when when that happens, my my neck is actually not as curved as it needs to be. It's actually a little straight. And if you look at me from the side and I'm standing up at a profile, you'll notice my neck is a little far forward, you know. And again, my, my chiropractor, again, that was one other thing they showed in the, the x-ray was like, hey, look, your neck is not how it needs to be. And their recommendation, which I probably should do, but somehow can't find the time to lay for five minutes on my bed and let my neck hang off. They said that really helps like bring that neck back into the proper alignment. Um, but a lot of that comes from also years of not having glasses, interestingly enough. So working at a job, um, you know, out of college that had me looking at a computer screen for a lot longer than I ever had before, even playing video games and stuff. You're not staring at numbers. You're not staring at spreadsheets the same way you, you know, you play Doom or you play, um, you know, Call of Duty or something like that. So I was staring a lot more. My vision was, you know, to a place where I needed glasses, but I didn't get them. And so again, that staring, that neck, craning that neck forward, just always had a lot of pain there. Um, I have a bad habit of popping my neck, you know, and I, I say that's bad. I don't know. Um, some people may say it is and some people may not, but um, I tend to do that as well. So my neck pain has been something that comes and goes. Generally, it's not too painful. Or you get headaches. I do. Associated with your um, occasionally, it's not been not been bad in recent years, but um, especially when and some of it was just the lack of glasses too. But I know, like in those environments, like back in the day, I would really get a lot of pain, end up with a lot of headaches. And typically, when I'm starting to get tension headaches, I realize like something else is off in my body too. So sure, you know, I find I hear your story um, very often. You know, uh, everybody's story is a little bit different, but there's common themes um, of you know typically with neck pain where um, there's not typically like an injury, like some blunt force trauma, right? Right. It's stuff that develops over time mm -hmm. of, you know, maybe some office work, um, some stress. A lot of people carry tension, 
stress like in the top of their shoulders, right? Oh, yeah. And it can just slowly build up. And then maybe you sleep kind of funny. You get a little crick in the neck. Uh, it, oftentimes it works its way out. Sometimes it doesn't. And, and pieces of it can just stick around. And, um, you know, with certain positions and postures, you know, it's very common. You, you describe the forward head, you know, posture. And there's um, there's really not a backwards head posture. No. <laughs> um, no. Because like everything, like our eyes are in the front of our face. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Right. And so we're always straining forward um, <laughs> and we're never straining backwards. That creates um, pressure and tension. You know, an example I give is, you know, our head is about the size of a bowling ball. And, you know, if you hold the bowling ball close to your chest, like, you know, it can weigh some weight, but you can hold it there for a while. It's, uh, but you try to stretch it out in front of you. It weighs the same, but, you know, that force, um, the effort, the strength that it takes to hold it in front of you is exponentially greater. So, you know, right. same thing with your head. Um, you know, small, a few degrees can make a big difference um, in how tight and tense their muscles are and how their pain affects them as well. Right, right. Yeah, that'll that'll definitely make a big difference. Um, and again, I've, I've noticed that as I've tried to correct it, I've tried to do things to, to improve my neck. I definitely have noticed what you're what you're talking about there. Wow. A lot of people believe certain myths, misconceptions, um, uh, things they pick up from whether it be maybe their doctor or well to, you know, well-intended, um, you know, provider, maybe it's their neighbor, their friends, um, with, um, you know, the first one oftentimes that I hear is, um, you know, maybe this is something I'm just, this is kind of normal, mm-hmm. right. And it's something I just need to have to learn to deal with. Yeah. Just because something's common doesn't mean it's normal. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and it reminds me of a story, um, uh, a lady, uh, Sarah, she um, suffered from um, neck pain, headaches, migraines, and um, she had had um, a number of treatment. Um, she had um, had chiropractic adjustments that gave her some relief, but it would come back. She had gone, uh, had Botox injections, um, had taken medication. You know, oftentimes that's the route. And, you know, the thing I hear, I don't know if you've ever been on any medication for any of the pain, no. Um, Well, the common thing I hear with medication is, you know, it typically helps, but the side effects just aren't worth it. Mm. Like, you know, it's just this daze, like this kind of overbearing um, weight um, Hmm. that the medication can have that like people would just rather like, suffer from the pain than have this um this foggy version of themselves and um and that was um that was sarah's story as well as like she would hold off as much as she could but when the headaches and the neck pain came sometimes she would just resort to like hey i just have to take the pain medication you know working with her we found you know some some missing links um and you know what you describe as far as like oftentimes there's some postural some alignment issues and um, a big piece that I find with a lot of people is um, there's a, mis- um, a, a connection as far as the, the wrong muscles at n- never really taught on how to support the spine. Um, and when you don't have those, those muscles, the deep muscles around the neck supporting the spine, then it's only natural for the, the spine just to feel the weight of gravity and go back into those positions of the forward head. Um, position and posture, and that was a, that was a key piece um, for Sarah is um, helping her find those muscles. And when she could, uh, when she was taught 
how to find those muscles, how to activate them, how to strengthen them. And they're not ones you would just do in the gym. They're um, they're really small, refined muscles. When she got taught how to um, find them, activate them, and to strengthen them, it made a world of difference in giving her back really her life um, as far as resolving her migraines and um, and gave her a tool that didn't um, didn't rely on pain medication. Um, or Botox injections or other means um, with that. You know, the other myth that I hear very often is um, is only treating the painful area. And, um, and you know, the, the neck, uh, the head is, is the very top of the body for most people, yourself included, probably. Yes, I would, I would hope <laughs> right? so, yeah. So, you know, the, the song, the um, what the, the neck bones connected to the, I don't know how the song goes, but you know that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do. <laughs> I don't know. That, I don't know if they talk about the, the maybe it's the leg bone. The leg bones get connected to some other bone, right? To the hip bone. To the hip bone. Yeah. Um, so it's all connected. And um, you know what I find with the neck too is um, what's going on with the neck is um, very much um, at play is what's going on at the mid back. Mm. And um, what's going on with the mid back is connected to what's going on with the hips. And when no one takes the time to really look um, to see, to connect these pieces, somebody again will probably get some relief of, um, of some neck treatment, you know, some massage, some adjustments, but they're running the risk of it coming back at some point in the future. Like when no one's taking the time to look elsewhere at restrictions, at bad movement patterns, um, that's, you know, maybe past injuries that they thought that they've recovered from. But movement has shifted because of the way that they've recovered. And maybe they don't have pain anymore in that area, but the whole body is now adjusted and compensated in a way that creates tension and strain up the chain. And it finds its point at the weak spot. Uh, an analogy I like to give is, I don't know if you've ever, um, uh, have you ever, ever had a leak at your house? Yes. Okay. Now, where's, where was your leak? Um, Where did you find, like, you find a puddle or what did you find? Yeah, you, you find, a, like, a, typically you'd find, like, a puddle around the toilet. That's okay. where we typically had our leaks. Sure. So, um, you know, the, the first step, you know, around the toilet is kind of a susceptible spot. Um, but, you know, the first thing is, like, hey, let's just hope that it's not anything bad. The quick and easiest thing would be see some water on the floor to do what? Um, to wipe it up, wipe it up. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what most people do is see water on, you know, water on the spore. Maybe somebody, you know, um, spilled a cup, right. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the kids, you know, came in and so it's just, you know, I'll wipe it up. So you wipe it up, you come back an hour later and the spot's there again. Yeah. So what's your next thought? Uh, this is worse than I thought it was. I better start uh, start looking at it and see where the leak's coming from. Right. Um. So it's right next to the toilet. Um. You don't really know if it's coming from the toilet. You can kind of think it may be. Um, if you were wanting to investigate a little further, what what might you do to uh, figure it out? I mean, I would probably try and open up the toilet and start looking at like where the water's coming from. Like, what if it's rained a whole lot, right? You see, a, then you see a water spot on the ceiling. Maybe it's just mm. a, a kind of a coincidence that it ended up by the toilet. Yeah, right. So you or see, or maybe it, it's coming from the upstairs toilet. Exactly. So, <laughs> so you see a water spot on the ceiling, but does it mean that that's where like now, like the hunt's on? Yeah. Right. Now, now I have to go explore where that, what, what's up there, what's causing that leak. Right. And then you go upstairs and there's another water, water spot on top of that, you know, area. And so, uh, then you're tracing it out and then you go up in the attic, you know, and then you're following it through and you're tracing it to the chimney. 
and chimneys may be off, you know, 20 yards away, but it's traveling down this beam, dripping down. Um, and that's a good analogy of um, what can go wrong when somebody just treats the painful area. Like they wipe up the water. It look good, it looks good. It's quick and easy. Um, and, um, and it may do good for a while, but if it's just a very slow dripping, it may take some time, but then it shows back up. And when it shows back up, it tells me that there's likely like the roots of the issue, the source of the pain hasn't been identified. And um, somebody needs to start um, what I call zooming out. We got to zoom out first. And, you know, with anybody um, with any pain, whether it be in their knee, their neck, their back, their shoulder, the first step is like, hey, let's just not assume that it's just at the shoulder, especially if your pain's been going on for more than a few weeks. There's likely some other piece to it. And it may have just, you know, started feeling in the neck, but that was maybe just your weak link. And so that's just where it accumulates. Um, But we don't know unless we zoom out first, uh, look at the forest before we focus in on just the tree itself. Um, When we do that, we can be confident that um, we can identify a plan that puts pieces together that is not just focused on the temporary pain relief, but also is focused on like the long term. So, Chris, I'd love to share, um, you know, I had a uh, client recently, uh, her name was Lisa, that I think a lot of people identify with, um, and share a little bit of her story. She worked um, in an office job at a computer, and she had worked for 30 years or for a long time in, in this type of occupation, you know, sitting more sedentary. And um, she had also been involved in three rear end car accidents. So, it had some, some trauma, some injuries from that. So, she had been dealing with some um, neck pain for a while. Um, she had trouble li- um, looking up towards the ceiling. Um, turning uh, to either direction was limited, and so it was starting to affect her ability to do things even like driving. And she had tried a number of treatments um, before coming in, including massage, um, including um, some other physical therapy. And she got some relief, but the pain, again, would just keep coming back. And she got to a point that she had pretty much just reckoned that this is like how life is going to be. And she was wondering if she would be able to continue her work. Um, and she actually owned her business and she was, um, you know, that was a threat um, is if she would be able to continue, um, you know, focusing on the job and if she could, you know, keep her doors open. She came in, we met for what we call a discovery visit and um, talked, you know, identified some things that I really thought I could help her with. And uh, we scheduled her for evaluation and she called a day before evaluation and canceled her evaluation. And I, I completely get it. You know, she was still like just on the fence and she was skeptical. She was doubting because she had had physical therapy before and and she was just hesitant to like make this next step of trying it again. And a lot of people, they don't want to be disappointed. And and it doesn't make much logical sense, um, but most people aren't logical beings, but they would rather just continue to suffer. And this is, they never really connect the dots here. It just just happens because life's busy and they never really take the time to really consider like the logic here, but they would rather just suffer versus take the risk of being disappointed again. And so that's, um, you know, what happened with um, this case. And, um, and, you know, I called her up and I was like, Hey, listen, would you be willing just to come in for the evaluation? You know, just, let's just take it one step at a time. And, you know, I'm confident I can help you. I understand that you're hesitant and you're a little bit skeptical. Um, 
but um, there's place there's a place for that, you know, here. So give us a chance to come in for one visit. Let's see what we find. And then from that, we can determine if, you know, if it's really worthwhile to continue treating or not. And um, we found some pretty nasty trigger points in her shoulder, in her shoulder blade, some even breathing, um, some some dysfunctions with how she was breathing, how she was managing stress. Uh, and some some movement restrictions as well. And, you know, within the evaluation, you know, we identified some things that hadn't been identified before. And it gave her some hope that we had we'd gotten some pieces of the puzzle that hadn't been connected. So we utilized uh, some different treatments. Um, one uh, was um, she had actually had a, a pinched nerve um, that it, she'd been told around her shoulder blade it was a pinched nerve and that there was nothing that really could be, do, could be done with it. And um, uh, the second or third treatment, uh, we utilized um, some dry needling. It's kind of like acupuncture, uh, more Western medicine approach. And um, within one treatment, like that's what she thought was a pinched nerve was gone. And it's common that we'll see these pretty quick changes fast. And it helps to give people hope. And I expect to see changes too. And not that, you know, everybody's healed in two or three visits, but that they can see like, hey, this is like... This is going to be worth making another step forward, another step forward, another step forward, and and um, you know that's what we did, and that's what we worked um, we worked on, and you know by the end of her session, she was able to get back to her office, like she was able to move her neck freely, her range of motion was back to where it needed to be, and you know she was telling me that ultimately this is um, this gave her the opportunity to continue working, continue enjoying um, her life, to be able to take care of her dog. She had um, a high school um, daughter, I believe, and keeping up with her daughter. And uh, by putting those pieces together, it really allowed her to be the version of herself that she knew she could be. And really with Lisa, it had gotten to a point where um, before she started, she was wondering if she would have to go down the surgical route. And um, there's a lot of great surgeons around and and specialists too. And Chris, you had, um, you had surgery recently, right? I did, yeah. And surgery on? On my kneecap. So what kind of specialist did you see? Um, I saw an orthopedic specialist. Right. In and, knees. And he specialized in the knee. Yep. Was he a pretty good surgeon? Uh, yeah, I think he's actually the University of Tennessee's like official doctor okay. um, for, for knee surgery. So you'd highly recommend him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dr. Mathian. I'll Dr. give Mathian. him a shout out. All right. So uh, what if uh, you were having, um, uh, let's say, some sort of um, chest pain? And you got tested and you had some defect in your heart and you needed to have surgery. Uh-huh. Um, Dr. Mathian, he's a good surgeon, right? Uh, for my knee. For your knee. <laughs> I don't think you'd be as good on my heart. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. And so, you know, if you see a surgeon, you want to work with a specialist. Right. On the knee. If you got a heart issue, you don't want to see the, the knee surgeon. Right. Um, and, you know, that's... that's um, we're very fortunate to have specialists like we do for surgery. And, you know, the piece that I find, you know, with, you know, the case of Lisa is um, when we're looking at movement and looking at the human body, just because, you know, she may have had some disc herniation that could have um, justified having uh, surgery. And if she needs to have surgery, then she wants to see an next specialist. Um, who's really putting the pieces together as far as looking at, like, why has the that neck disc gone bad? Like, where's the stress coming from? And, you know, what I like to ask is, like, let's ask another question here. Besides focusing on just um, where the pain is, we need to ask the question of what's bringing the pain on, um, you know, why that's coming on for um, a reason. 
and putting the pieces together. Um, so with um, with Lisa and with all our clients, we take people through a five-step process. And um, the first step is doing a head-to-toe movement examination. Mm. And with Lisa, what we found is um, she had some movement restrictions in her mid to low back, and we had to resolve that to take the strain off her neck. That has to be the first step. I tell people we got to zoom out, kind of that plumber analogy, right? We got um, yeah. to do a little bit of searching, especially when the pain's been going on for a while. You know, from there, the next step is improving the movement, the restricted area, maybe where the pain's at. Maybe that period, that the area of pain um, needs to be um, strengthened. Um, we don't really know, but we have to first improve the movement, the restricted area, and then move on to the third step of activating the right muscles, finding the support that they need as far as reinforcing um, the the movement pattern with the right activation of the right muscles. From there, we got to put the pieces um, together. You know, for um, for Lisa, she needed to be able to lift up her dog. She needed to be able to work at the computer. Um, so we had to make sure um, she also enjoyed playing some tennis. Um, she did occasionally, but we want to make sure that she has the capacity to move in a way that affords her the ability to to play tennis too. So that's really the fourth step uh, with uh, with all my clients is we got to make sure that they can do the things that give them joy, give them satisfaction, that allow them to go on a hike, throw a ball, um, you know, go to a yoga class, um, take care of a grandchild. Um, that's that's what people want is to get back to that level. The fifth and final step is people need to leave with a plan to make it all stick. They need to know what to do if symptoms ever return um, so that they're empowered to piece it all together. I wanted to leave with our listeners here five of my best tips uh, that you can apply to even today with neck pain. And, um, you know, if, if your neck pain is something is more mild, then you could find full resolution um, by applying these um, tips. And so it's a good place to start with, I'm confident with most people, even if your pain's more severe, that'll help you to at least start to find some relief. So, you know, the first step is um, looking at your posture. And, you know, most people like you, Chris, you describe your story as far as sitting, head goes forward a bit. And we talked mm-hmm. about, you know, your eyes on the front of your face, not in the back. Yeah. And so people strain forward. And so a movement that I find with most people that they need to incorporate is what we call a chin tuck. And um, so what you're doing is you're bringing the head back over the shoulders. You're not looking up towards the ceiling. Imagine if, um, I, lo- um, I like this analogy, you could use it with a guy or girl, if an ugly guy is about to kiss you, how do you, what do you do to back away? Right? You, you make yourself like a double chin and do a chin tuck. Yeah. Um, so um, hopefully you won't have any ugly guys um, coming for you. Well. If you do, <laughs> you gotta make sure you're practicing your chin tuck so you can get out of the way. Yeah. Um, so that's an easy one that, um, again, most people that um, will help to release some of the tension and strain in their neck. The second one is motion is lotion, movement is medicine. Uh, what I find, the same thing with Lisa, she has some restriction in her thoracic spine or mid-back. And so she got into some stretches as far as freeing up her thoracic spine. Some rotation, some extension usually goes a long way with taking some strain off the neck. So looking at um, areas, other areas of the body that are tight and stiff, and we got to get those um, areas loosened up as well. The third and the fourth step, uh, Chris, um, where do you spend your time in one place um, or the other? The first place is if you're resting, where would you rest? Uh, well, on the bed, of course. On the bed, specifically for your neck, where does your neck, your head rest? On a pillow. On a pillow. So what kind of pillow do you have? I have a um, memory foam pillow Perfect. that I use. And that helps a lot of people. Um, what, what works for one person doesn't work for somebody else. So right. 
um, you know, you want to find the right pillow for you. Um, sleep's important, rest is important, a mattress is important, but the first place that I usually talk about uh, with um, a neck, shoulder, headache issue is what kind of pillow are you using? And, and I'll just add to that too, just from personal experience. My mother-in-law gave me a pillow a long time ago and it was nice, it was fluffy, it was also orthopedic and it was one of those stay cool pillows. So it was like always nice and cool and it was a great pillow, but it was really thick and fluffy. And um, over time, what I realized was like a lot of my neck problems, even some breathing problems that I started having a bit were due to the fact that I had a pillow that was too big. Um, and when I went to that thinner memory foam, mm-hmm. um, it made a big difference in my my neck and in my back and everything else. We also got a um, Tempur-Pedic bed at the time, too. That was another step. But it definitely made a big difference once I got the smaller pillow. And a lot depends on your sleeping position, your posture. You know, we mentioned your yeah. posture earlier, like more your sitting posture. But your sleeping posture, too, if, you know, if you're sleeping on your back, you need a thinner, thinner pillow. Uh-huh. Um, if you're on your side, you really need a, a pillow that's a little thicker um, to fill in the space between your shoulder and your head. Mm-hmm. The space on your back between your head and your back just isn't as large uh, to keep your spine in a neutral position. So, depending on what position you're primarily in is going to change like the thickness of your pillow too. Yeah. Um, Another, um, you know, places to look at your foundation, even coming all the way down to your shoes of making sure, um, especially if you're on your feet a lot, is what are the foundation as far as good shoes, um, shoe support. Again, it can have a triple trickle effect all the way up um, to the neck, um, how you carry strain and um, stress. Um, Yeah. The fifth um, step is seeing ultimately a movement specialist. Um, Again, if your pain's been going on for a while, work on these tips that we just mentioned. It should give you some relief, uh, but you should expect, you know, to overcome these injuries and this pain that keeps coming back. And oftentimes you just need to work with somebody who can put the pieces together. Somebody can look at movements to help identify where that missing link is. And once that's identified, and it's a, it's a game changer in, um, in helping to uh, give somebody back the capacity to be free from their pain and get back to their the things they love doing. That's um that's it really with the neck. What um we can transition to yeah the five. So so now <laughs> for my for my favorite part of every episode. That's right. Of um, stay healthy Knoxville, and that is where the host gets asked the guest, um, you know what is on there to to-do list or their bucket list around Knoxville. So, um, John Mark, I've got a few questions here for you and I'm just going to go ahead and ask them. So, um, first question here is what is your favorite place to enjoy outside around Knoxville? So, um, yeah, favorite place, you know, the first one we got them young kids. And so, um, sometimes they can take some work to get out. Um, but the easiest place to get out is in the backyard. Okay. Quite frankly, um, the backyard, the neighborhood, we got a trampoline, we got a trampoline over the summer and, um, yeah, just going out there and exploring, you know, what's in our own backyard. It's, um, you know, everybody, most everybody has uh, a spot outside, just outside your own house, um, that you can, you know, walk around get some fresh air. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be something that's, you know, 30 minutes away. I really encourage, you know, people to think about, Again, keeping things simple and, you know, the simplest thing is the easiest thing. Um, so, so tell us something that is on your bucket list to do around Knoxville. Yeah, so bucket list, our, our family, kids, we like to do um, some bike rides. And um, one area that I've loved to explore is uh, the Baker Creek uh, Reserve. Mm-hmm. And um, they have a natural playground 
um, for kids. And they also have um, some more kid appropriate trails. Um, oh, nice. Like a, there's a, a paved area, like a, they call it a pump track. And I was looking at some videos. There's um, some pictures of that area. They also have some um, more intense um, adult downhill. I don't think I would. If I did, I'd probably break something. Um, <laughs> and um, but um, they have like from very high skill level um, trails. Um, but they have a lot for the kids. So I love to go explore that area with uh, with the family. Okay, cool. What about your favorite restaurant in Knoxville? So I'm gonna um, give two. The first one is uh, Yasan's. Um, oh yeah Flawful House so um, I got one downtown and also um, in Cedar Bluff so you know it's a it's a um, a quick um, spot to go Uh, you know it's um, you know relatively cheap you know it's just a place that you can go enjoy some lunch and yeah I love that style food they have um, great flaffles heroes um, as well so um, I love me some um, uh, some Yusans and friendliest place in the US that's right they won that award what about a year ago yeah yeah that's right um the other one for a little bit more upscale is um cafe oh um, yeah k-e-f-i i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing it right yeah but it's a uh, greek inspired uh more tapas um down in market square um, yeah. so it's a nicer restaurant really good vibe um really cool just atmosphere have you been there um i have not yet we've had some food catered from them okay and we got it cold so i'm trying not to judge it and i'm trying to convince my wife babe don't judge them based on that because, you know, my wife and listeners probably don't know. My wife is actually Turkish. So Middle Eastern food, okay. she is very particular on. And um, and yeah, so I'll, I'll leave that discussion for another time. But but she but I'm trying to convince her we need to go there and, and actually try it, you know, fresh in the restaurant because I've heard really good things. Yes. I yes. definitely want to go. All right. So what is your best tip or recommendation for staying healthy? Well, you know, the first thing is uh, ultimately, if you've tried a few things is um, to try another thing or two, you know, to get rid of uh, ongoing, persistent, uh, chronic pain. And whether that be, you know, coming in here to simply physio, whether that be, you know, given a different style chiropractic, you know, chance, um, you know, I'm all for conservative treatment. And I, I, um, I know a lot of different providers um, that operates that's um, um, not operations, but they, they work in different capacities. Their training is different, um, you know, whether it be acupuncture, you know, CBD oil. Um, uh-huh. You know, I really encourage people to pursue kind of natural options to pursue non-invasive options if at all possible um, to go down that route before going down you know the surgical route Uh, because i've seen so many people that um, that end up going down the surgery and not getting the outcomes um, or complications afterwards and if there's an option for conservative care i really encourage you to explore like any option that you have yeah that's great so now the most important question of all how can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more about how you can help them with back pain? I know we talked about neck pain sure. in this episode, but where can people go to get in touch with you about all that? Yeah, well, visit our website. It's um, simplypt.com, S-I-M-P-L-Y-P-T is in physicaltherapy.com. On there, you'll have a few um, forms, um, opportunities to get some other free information. You can get some free um, pain guides, eBooks. You can also request a discovery visit. I mentioned that, I believe here in the episode, it's um, it's opportunity to come in to meet with um, us, uh, to meet with one of the therapists, and um, to figure out if, if we're a good fit. 
to figure out um, ultimately if it's um, something that we can help you with. And um, and we like to hear even some of your stories to to see if um, if it's going to be a good opportunity for us to take you on as a client. So those um, we reserve uh, five to six a month, um, but those are uh, they're free. They're no obligation. It's a chance really just to take that baby step forward. Um, so that's both on the website. Feel free to call or text us, um, 865-351-0615. If you just have a question for me too, um, feel free to email me as well. Uh, my email is john-mark, J-O-H-N-M-A-R-K at simplypt.com. Very cool. Well, John Mark, thank you for joining us on your own podcast. Oh, thank you, Chris. And um, until next time, remember to stay healthy, Knoxville. Stay healthy, Knoxville. Thank you for tuning in to the Stay Healthy Knoxville podcast brought to you by Simply Physio. If your pain is preventing you from staying healthy and active and you'd like to avoid surgery, pain medicine, or just want to get back to doing the things you love in and around Knoxville, we offer both a free ebook and free over-the-phone consultation to help you figure out the root cause of your pain and the next best steps for resolving it. Find our ebooks online at simplypt.com/health-tips. There you will find ebooks for topics such as neck and shoulder pain, lower back and hip pain, knee pain, and TMJ. These quick-to-read reports will provide you with expert tips, tricks, and exercises to help solve your pain from the comfort of your own home. Just visit simplypt.com slash health dash tips to download your ebook and have it delivered directly to your inbox. We also offer free, no obligation phone consultations with a doctor of physical therapy to Knoxville area residents. Just call us at 865-351-0615 or visit us at simplypt.com and click the talk to a PT button on the home page to schedule a call with us. Thanks again for joining us, and we will see you next time on the Stay Healthy Knoxville podcast.